You're listening to a VC Short. These are shorter bonus episodes released only on our podcast, The VC Hour. These are a product of Radio ABC 993 FM, a ministry of African Bible University in Uganda. Well, this is another episode of What's That Word? This word for today is kind of funny. It's, I think, something that a lot of people would think that they already know what it's about. And there's this funny thing about human nature. The more common something is, the less likely it is that we think that it needs an explanation. And so it really kind of goes unexamined precisely because it seems so obvious. And that works really well up until someone actually does demand an explanation. And I found the word pastor is exactly like that. If you ask the average person in the English-speaking world what a pastor is, regardless of whether or not they're Christian, they'll be able to tell you probably that it's a minister of a church or if it's a religious leader of some type of Christian denomination. But if you search your English Bible for the word pastor, you're not going to find it there. So I found that some people will say that the word pastor is a made-up term. They'll say it doesn't have any biblical basis. And the implication of that, for some people at least, will be that we shouldn't use the term at all. And for other people, the implication is that because we don't see a biblical example of it, well, we can treat it like we do any other common term, meaning we invest it with the meaning that we think is appropriate for the context. But believe it or not, the Bible actually does speak directly of pastoring and as a work of a particular group of people. The key text here is 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-5. through 5. This is what Peter writes to the church. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and as a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Here we have Peter addressing a group of people in the text that he refers to as elders. And he's going to tell us a couple of things in this text that I think will be tremendously helpful. Things that are true of elders. The first is that he's one of them. The elders that are there are like Peter. He also is an elder. And so there's some things that are true about elders that are true of Peter and must also be true of the group as well. Secondarily, it also tells us that they are to shepherd. You see this very explicitly in verse 2 where it says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And then it goes on to tell us what that shepherding looks like, that it is an exercise of oversight. This oversight is another word we have for authority. And of course, we don't have to guess if that's true or not because he says explicitly to the followers in verse 5 that they are in fact supposed to be subject to the elders. And so oversight or authority 
is very clearly laid out as one of the responsibilities of the elder of the shepherd. How is the shepherd supposed to exercise this authority? It shouldn't be under compulsion, meaning they ought not be forced to do it, but something that they want to do. Not wanting to do it because they'll get rich, that is not motivated by gain, but instead because they're eager to do it. The manner in which they do it is that they ought not to be domineering. We all know the temptation when we're in authority to be domineering, but they ought not to exercise their authority in that way. But instead, they should be good examples to the flock, the flock there speaking of the sheep that the shepherd looks over. It's one of the reasons we bind this whole unit together. It's because you have a shepherd of the flock, and it describes in the final passage there about being examples to the flock. And so we have a picture then of an elder as a shepherd. And of course, I'm sure you know the imagery of a shepherd is very rich within scripture, just as the imagery of sheep is very rich within scripture as well. And this really, I think, illustrates the type of care that the shepherd elder is supposed to give. Are there other shepherds that are mentioned? Yes, in fact, Christ is mentioned as a shepherd in this very passage. You can see this in verse 4, where it describes Christ as a arch or chief shepherd. And to have a chief shepherd is to suggest, just as there's a chief priest and therefore there are priests, if there's a chief shepherd, there must be under shepherds or other shepherds that the chief shepherd represents or leads. Jesus himself claims this title, John 10 verse 11, where he says, I am the good shepherd. So if he has a church and the church has elders, those elders ought to reflect him in some positive ways that Peter here describes as being shepherd-like. We also see it in passages like Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20, where the author of Hebrews says, Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant. So here, the author of Hebrews ascribes to Christ this role of great shepherd of the sheep, applies that the elders then, in some sense, are lesser forms of a shepherd, because their Christ is a shepherd and he's left them in charge of his flock. Where does Peter get this idea that he personally was a shepherd of God's people? Well, this is actually directly from the words of Christ himself. You may remember that famous passage after the resurrection of Christ where Peter and Jesus are discussing what Peter's future ministry will look like. And in John chapter 21, he uses a number of verbs to describe Peter's relationship to the people of God. In verse 16, Christ tells Peter specifically to tend or to shepherd his sheep. And in fact, the Greek root word that we find here in John 21.16 is precisely the term that we see Peter using of himself and his other elders at how they ought to relate to the sheep, that is, the people of God. So Peter got the idea that he ought to be a shepherd just as Christ is the great shepherd from Christ himself. And so he's passing that on as an apostle ought to do to the other people who are responsible in the same way that he's responsible. Well, what does that have to do with pastoring? I don't see the word pastor anywhere in that text. There's nowhere in 1 Peter 5 where you see the word pastor. Well, this is a time where the etymology of a word is very helpful. Every word has a source. There's somewhere that it came from. And the word pastor has a source. It's a 
bit hidden perhaps to the modern context unless you think about some other related words. For instance, I'm sure you know what the word pasture means. A pasture is just a, a place, often an open field, where animals feed or they graze, where they get tended to. And in fact, there's a cluster of related English words, pastor, pasture, pastoral, which come ultimately from an older version of French for the word shepherd. And in fact, they all have that same Latin root meaning, which is to feed, to tend to, or to graze. To call someone a pastor, then, is to call them a shepherd. The root is a bit obscure, for sure, to us now, but to call an elder a pastor or a shepherd is to speak of them biblically because the Bible says elders are shepherds. It's a biblical term when it's correctly applied. So all the qualifications of an elder that we find in Timothy and in Titus must also be true of whomever we call as pastor as well. So rest assured, if you're using the term pastor It is from the Bible, and it does conform to what God's Word tells us that an elder should be. And so you can go out in comfort knowing that we haven't made this up, and we're not misapplying it, and we can't just do whatever we want to with it. But instead, we have it from God to be used as He gave it to us with all of the qualifications He endowed with it. I hope this is helpful to you in your life and in your walk with Christ. You've been listening to the Vice Chancellor's Hour, a ministry of Radio ABC 993 FM on the campus of African Bible University. We hope this has been beneficial to your Christian walk and understanding. If it has, you can support the ministry of Radio ABC by going to AfricanBibleColleges.com and clicking on the Donate button. Don't forget to let them know it's going to the Uganda station. If you have questions about this or any other episode, please feel free to contact us at vchourofficial at gmail.com. We're also available through Instagram and Twitter as vchourofficial. We may answer your question on a future episode. Until next time, may the peace of God and the fellowship of God's people encourage your heart.